What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Small State Big Takes presented by House Enterprise. We have a message from our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Whether it's a college football bet, an NFL bet, or all types of sports bets, the DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. If you use the code SSBT and bet $5, you can instantly score up to $200 in bonus bets. Listen to the episode to hear more information about this DraftKings promo, but if you're a new customer, head on down to the DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code SSBT, and instantly score those bonus bets. Enjoy the episode, and remember, the house always wins. Welcome back to Small State Big Takes. This is episode 264, I think, around there. 63, 64, 65, something like that. Um, I'll get back on track one of these days, but today I know we're late in the week, a little late episode, but, uh, we come with a guest, Steve and Josh are not here. That's okay. They're doing things, but we have a guest. We're talking roadie hoops today, Rhode Island hoops in general, URI. We have roadie vault here at roadie vault on Twitter. Uh, other words, otherwise known by uh, Nathan, I guess, whatever you want to refer him to. He's here with us this week. It's been a long time coming. Uh, so Thanks for joining us, and we're happy to have you on. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, you guys. Uh, I love what you do, and like you said, yeah, it's been been too long. Uh, about, a, I think, last season, even the, the Archie Miller hire, we were talking about doing this, but uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and, you know, of course, Dan Hurley goes on to win a national championship and all the way over and the next state over. Um, I'm still mad about it. I'll always be salty about it. I know I'm in the minority there. A lot of roadie fans are rooting for him, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it, man. I just couldn't do it. It hurt too much to see, like, we should be SDSU this year. We should be there. That should be my mid-major finals appearance. But instead, he did what coaches do in college basketball, and that's step up to uh, more money, bigger program, blah, blah, blah. But enough about that. Let's talk about roadie for a little bit. Introductory, you know, we're coming off uh, Archie Miller's first year back, you know, first year in Rhode Island, first year back as a head coach in uh, a little bit. I guess before we talk about this year, what were your, what was your single biggest takeaway of the first season under Archie Miller? Uh, you know, I would say my, my biggest takeaway, honestly, was, I think everything that could have went wrong, uh, went wrong. Uh, and I say that, you know, with the silver lining of, you know, thank God for the transfer portal and the new college basketball season. Uh, I think a year like that, uh, maybe six, seven years ago, it really would, you know, spell trouble uh, just because you're kind of locked in with a lot of these players. There's not as much movement. Uh, I just think, you know, and I think he would probably be the first to admit it, uh, but, you know, culture wasn't really set. There was no fundamental piece where you're like, man, we were not good, but we have X, Y, and Z. Uh, with that being said, you know, I think it, it was turned around quickly in terms of, you know, we, that scrimmage and assumption the other day. I mean, all five starters were new. Uh, they weren't on the team. So, yeah, it was definitely – it was a failure, uh, no doubt. Um, but I think they have an opportunity to kind of rewrite the ship. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Everything that went wrong or that could have went wrong did go wrong last year. It's a good way to put it. And you, I was always holding out hope that Ish, 
was going to take that next step to be that guy like, yeah, the season went wrong, but look at Ish. He averaged 18 and six a game and shot 40% from three, blah, blah, blah. He had a good season, but there's only so much you could do when everybody's just like, there's one guy on this team that can really do anything last year. And that was him. So pretty easy to game plan for, but, um, uh, and when you look back at it, you know, who else had a really bad first year, Dan Hurley, but, Different times, uh, different teams, different coaches. Uh, so I'm optimistic coming to this year. I know uh, your t- your tweet about the Rhode Island basketball team rankings got a little bit of buzz about the. I think it was published in Sports Illustrated. Yes, yes. So the yes. order was Providence, Brown, Bryant, and Rhodey was fourth in their rankings in the state of Rhode Island. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Um, I. You know, I do not. I, I, I do think that Rhode Island, I think there's the two things that went on. You see it even in the preseason poll, them being 14, right? I think because last year was such a disaster. And then you the guys brought in, I mean, if you look at the biggest pieces, one is a freshman from Germany uh, who played in Germany. Uh, you also have a couple Juco guys and some lower level guys that I just think if you look on paper and based on last year, it makes sense that they would be rated that low. There's no reason not to, if that makes sense, because it's just that new. Um, but I do think they're significantly older. Um, so I, I would not, I, I don't think the year is going to finish like that. With that being said, though, I'll caveat with Brown, I think, uh, and if I know this is a Rhode Island podcast, so if you are in Rhode Island, you know, Keno Lilly, for instance, is he is worth the price of admission, and admission is not that much. <laughs> go to a Brown game, but to see him, you know, I'm excited. You know, they play PC this year. Finally, again, they play URI. I mean, Brown is this is probably the best team they've had in a long time. They have a legitimate shot. Uh, if things go their way to, you know, possibly play in that Ivy league championship game with a chance for the tournament. Um, I think obviously the wild card is, is Bryant right now, obviously with everything that's gone on with Grasso, with the program. Um, but again, you look at that team, talent-wise, and they got some absolute studs. I mean, Gross Bullock, Earl Timberlake, those are – either those guys could be playing almost in any conference right now at their age and what they've done. So I think the – I don't think Rhode Island will finish as the last uh, place team in terms of, like, if you look at, like, RPIs when the season's done. I think if they do, uh, then there's some, there's some serious issues. Um, and not to ramble on, I do – you know, you mentioned Hurley – you know, coming on, I think, you know, my biggest thing with that, you know, cause there, it's easy to compare Hurley and Miller. Um, but I do think it's significantly different. I think a rebuild is obviously you can compare the rebuild, but you got to remember Hurley came in as an up and coming coach. Yeah. Right. He, he came in, they were, they were predicted last when he came in and he was fighting for it to kind of prove himself, you know, Miller came in, he's coming in with a, a salary, obviously worth what he deserves in terms of he, he had that job at Indiana. He's done well in the A-10, you know, Elite Eight with Dayton. But the similarities would be if you, if Hurley went to UConn, didn't do well, and then came back to a school like Rhode Island, if that makes sense. So right, right. I do think the pressure and the immediacy um, of URI winning is – is more than it was when Hurley got here. I think there will be and should be less patience with Miller because of what he's done and the salary he's receiving. Yeah. And even just roster construction, right. And how flexible players have it now. Cause it, I, I feel like there was a, 
the last Jim Barron team was pretty old too, right? Where I feel I'm like bad. the only holdovers like I can recall. Buchanan, right? Andre Malone. Those are the two names that I think of that were like kind of mitigated that gap. Which again, they're not. They were they were good players, right? Good glue guys, but you can't. You're not you're not making a run at an A10 title if you uh, <laughs> those are your two returning key core guys. Um, yeah. Different. Yeah. You you built the team differently back then, and that was that was only what eight ish eight nine years ago or something like that so 10 10 11 years almost ago. 2012 how crazy is that that's yeah crazy. uh <laughs> time flies um so i i do kind of agree that I'm, I'm buying into the brown hype this year i think they can be a, a little force in the ivy league especially with you know the top dogs like harvard uh you know oh they lost um i i'm blank on his name um uh, to the transfer portal and and Princeton lost guy. So the Ivy League is kind of wide open this year. So I'm kind of buying into that hype. Uh, but uh, all all what you said makes sense. I'm I'm excited to see how Jaden House plays. He he was a really good. Uh, you know, mid major player last year. Now he's coming in a little bit. You know, a a ten still technically a mid major, but not. Yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be different atmospheres uh, than what he's used to. I would say. But I, I'm excited to see him play, and just in general, I I do think that it, they don't have a hard non-conference schedule this year. So I think we're going to find out pretty quick what they're made of. Last year, they were in a lot of games, and they they couldn't find a way to win because they couldn't score the basketball. It was really hard to watch them. But I think this year they addressed that. They got some guys that can shoot. They got some guys that can create their own shot and whatnot. And I think offensively, it's going to be a much more enjoyable team to watch um, just play day in and day out. So I'm optimistic about it. I think the 14th and the A-10 is pretty crazy because um, in a bad con- in a bad conference year for the A-10, I don't think that there's a lot of good teams uh, again this year. It's not going to be – it's probably going to be a one-bid league again. Um, I say that hoping I'm wrong. But from top to bottom, like I think St. Joe's is an exciting team. Um, but like Richmond's, I think Richmond's going to stink. UMass is going to stink. I don't think Loyola's, I think there's a lot of bad teams in the comments. So 14th, um, I, I, I'd be really disappointed if, if they were in those last four teams for the A-10 tournament again. Yeah, no, I mean, I, if they're in the, you know, as the A-10 Twitter folk, you know, people call it you know, the pillow fight, that last four, if they're in that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if they're in that, that's an issue. And, and again, because the 8-10, I mean, I do think there, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a top five there, I do, but I mean, even after four or five, it's really, it's anyone's game, as you mentioned. So I, I do think, you know, you mentioned a guy like House, um, he's going to be able to fill in Ish's shoes, um, you know, in terms of the point production. Uh, he may even be, you know, I think he's a little better off the bounce, uh, than Leggett was as well, but they have the pieces there. Um, again, if, if you finish 13, 14, I would say if, if you finish 10 or below, I, I do think it's a little, it's a little bit of disappointment. I'm looking, or I'm looking for them to be in that middle of the road, you know, 500 at least, uh, uh, in the A10, because then you can build upon it, um, with these guys again. Everyone has a, another year of eligibility. Um, they have some freshmen. I don't know if you were able to or you, you know, watch the scrimmage, uh, but Fuchs, 
David, he, he's legit. I mean, he played, he's not your typical freshman because he played in Europe, played professionally. Um, so I'm with you in terms of, I think it'll be a better brand of basketball and the non-conference, they really have set it up to build some momentum. I mean, I know you guys as Rhode Island fans, you need that. Uh, the Ryan center, even, even the early years, even when they were good, it still took a little bit of time. You know, it lagged behind in terms of the students showing up and making that environment. But when it is the Ryan center, you know, when it's rocking, it's great. Uh, and Miller has to do that. And I don't think he has the intangibles to go out in the community. He's just not that guy. Uh, so the only way you can do that is by winning. And I think, um, you know, you put Johnson Wales on the rot on the non-conference. <laughs> uh, you're definitely looking to build some, some momentum. They have that. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd point to the Brown game. We talked about Brown. They lost to Brown, you know, at home. Brown comes back again with a similar core. That'll be a good kind of measuring stick, I think, um, to see how much better uh, they are this year than last year, depending on how that game goes. Yeah, that's a good point, though, because I do remember even those those early slash, even when Hurley was winning, how many times would he, after games, go over to the student section, thank the fan, like, and have the players do it to like, that was a really cool um, kind of tradition to instill and like kind of really, I don't know. You're right. I, you don't get that vibe that Archie Miller is a willing or be like wanting to do that. So I, that, that's a good point. Cause that was, and again, it hurt when Hurley left. I know all of us are still upset about it, um, <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, he really built something, which is all, all you can ask for, which um, that's the thing about Archie realistically is this just another is it going to be a mercenary job right where he wins as many games as he can and the first major job he gets of an offer he's out realistically that's kind of probably where the program is at right i i I know it's it'd be nice if we can get a guy who has a a nice enough connection to the community and get them to commit long term um but it's just it's it's tough, right? I feel like if too much success happens too early, we're going to see even less of Archie Miller. Obviously, I hope it works out, but um, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and that's where I think it's so important, and this is where you or I drop the ball, is if you have a guy like Hurley. Now, I think Hurley could have maybe stayed if, like the practice facility that just finished. That That's five years too late. Not too late. I don't say that's a, amazing that you or I now has that, and it's going to be a great piece moving forward. Right. I think if that was a little more in the works with Hurley, maybe you could get a couple, you know, a year or two out of them. Um, but then again, it is UConn. They were going back to the Big East. Hard to compete with that. Yeah. But that's why I think the hiring process is so important. And that's where you or I obviously dropped the ball. All the momentum that Hurley built, I mean, really went out the window uh, with with Cox. You know, you look at programs like VCU. I mean, VCU for the last 10 years has had hell of a run. I mean, run since joining the A-10, even before. They lose coaches almost every two to three years. They just did it again, but they, they make the right hire, right? You know, it's, I mean, they they have sustained excellence through getting the right guys. And that's where I think you or I, hopefully with the practice facilities become a little more appealing. Um, and if it's outside of like a power five job uh, with that money in the way with realignment, yeah, it's going to be hard. But I think the one thing is with Miller, hope maybe, you know, and let's just get to success, right? Let's, let's be honest. We, 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 we just need to get there. He's nowhere near that right now. But because he's had that big payout, he's had that big job, you'd think he'd be a little bit more picky maybe in regards to, you know, 
what he, he would do. It's not, it wouldn't be his first rodeo. He's made his money. I mean, that's another thing. Talk about being in the community and all that. That's not Mill. I don't think that's Mill's personality. And on top of it, he's he's made the buyout alone. I forget what it was at Indiana, but that was a lot. So his focus is obviously just on the winning and that's all, which is fine. But I think depending on how well he does, um, hopefully maybe he thinks twice about taking that next job. But for him, if you think about it, he's got to be all in because he can't afford if this is a if if URI is a failure. Um, he's going to be an assistant coach, you know, somewhere. That's what I was going to say. This, yeah, it, it yeah. could, it could be it. If if he flames out here, that that could do it for him. Honestly, like it, it'll be hard to find a a decent job right away. Anyways, like he he'll definitely have to work for it. Um, you know, he's he doesn't have a guy like like he's not a Rick Pitino type guy where. You, there are different circumstances, of course, but I mean, even look how long it took Rick Pitino to build up Iona and make them legit, and then finally get a, a even just a chance at not even one of. Well, you think St. John's? You don't really think like boom powerhouse. You're like, oh, like bottom tier Big East for how long? It's just like it's a power five job, but it, this is Rick Pitino we're talking about, one of the best coaches we've ever seen, in my opinion. And if if Archie Miller flames out here. Which uh, you know, I hope I hope he doesn't because I really like the hire at the time. I still believe last year was was tough, and but um, uh, I think a bounce back is coming. I he's he's a passionate coach. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. He's been there. He's done that. Um, let's just see. I I hope he can adjust to uh, the transfer portal era of college basketball instead of. You know, when he thrived, it was a recruiting era of college basketball. So uh, that's just another thing he's got to adjust to. And practice facilities should help. Five years too late, like you said, but better late than never. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, you're, that's the thing with Miller. Is he, I think there's times with URI, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you guys URI alum? Yes. Yes, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, as a URI alum as well, and just growing up in Kingston, you know, my whole life. You know, there's so many things you always point to. There can be where it's like, why is you or I doing this? I mean, even just not just the best. I'm not talking about players, but you know what I mean. As a as an institution, when it comes to athletics, with in this case, you know, there was no better hire at the time. It, it was now if it works again, that's on that would be on Miller. That's not on the hire. If anyone said after Cox, you can bring in Archie Miller, and you're going to have a practice facility complete you say, you know, you give that to me. So they, they, they've done the program. They've done everything they can. So it really is. It's obviously up to Archie. I know you mentioned the transfer portal. I think that is important is, you know, you can still be competitive enough with the NIL and I'm not, you know, Rhode Island has a decent NIL. I think it's like middle of the road, a 10. It, it might be even a little above that. Not, not quite sure the specifics, but you got to be a, a place where players, even if they could take more money, believe in the development, development and believe in the coach and that is the biggest challenge for every coach um so that will be the the most intriguing part of this you know the archie miller era and for him to prove that you know he's going to be able to be successful in this and just uri as a program because it, it's hard now i mean you look at a guy like like i said this you know david he's this freshman you're like man i know it's just a scrimmage but even archie's been high on him and you love it and you're like you, you want to be like, man, we got this guy for four years. 
do we? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> if, <laughs> That's the scary thing, right? Like, hard. I feel like everyone's on year-to-year contracts where it's like, even last year, it's like, oh, man. Now it's like, oh, you you start, you watch games and you're thinking, oh, man, was that enough minutes to keep Jalen Carey around? Like, stuff like yeah. that. It's just, like, inevitable. And again, I, I, obviously, he's an example where he was old enough to kind of, I think he went pro eventually, right? But, like, uh, like it, like it. It's like he's to pick, which I don't blame him at all, to be honest with you. But it's like you you have these situations where you're like, oh, man, we just need to retain certain guys and just be concerned about that way more. That was never never even a thought, to be honest with you, even like growing up watching. And granted, transfers were a thing. I remember Ben Eves coming in, guys like that. But like it was never like, oh, man, are we giving him enough playing time? He might stand the man was a transfer. But he True. sat out yeah. a whole year and a half or whatever it was since it since it announced. You know, it's just a different time. Did he play yeah, for Arsenal, by the way? Who was that? Stan Robinson. Did he play for who? I don't know. Oh, he yeah. might have. Stan Robinson played for he was what? Did he play for Kyle? He was Hurley, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he was yeah, at yeah. He transferred yeah. from Indiana. Yeah. From oh, oh, I see that. No, I think that was <sighs> Okay, I don't know. That would have just but, been a funny like third degree like connections of just definitely. like oh. <laughs> definitely. And, and and like you said about light, this is where I think it's just winning. And oh, it's always been about winning, but again, you could win and build. That's the difference, obviously, with the eras of Hurley era and this era. And that's where I think, you know, if Leggett saw us in a saw you or I in a position to win, they had some NIL money. Um, I do think, you know. He obviously had this huge jump in production under Miller. So, you know, he's got to, you would think, like at least the system. So, but there wasn't much hope of, you know, okay, are, are we a winning program? That's why this year, not only is it important to win, and I, I mean a big jump in wins, right? But to show the current players you have that, all right, you know, this next step, we're, we're going to compete for an A-10 title next year, right? And for incoming transfers to say, okay, that's a place I can play, but I also can win. Um it's much harder to sell, you know, oh, we're building. This is part of a three, four year rebuilding process. No, no, no kid's going to come into that um, unless they're a guy, you know, just looking for like 40 minutes a game. So this year is just, it's crucial to, to hold on to the guys you just brought in um, and also to attract some more instant impact guys come next offseason. Brief interruption from our regularly scheduled program to talk about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Pretty exciting time of year. You've got the NFL in full swing, college football, things are heating up, NHL just came back, baseball, you've got the playoffs in the World Series just around the corner, and you've also got the NBA and college basketball just about to return as well. Uh, it doesn't get better than that, in my opinion. And what better way to celebrate and enjoy those games than by participating in some wagers with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code SSBT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. Again, code SSBT only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. A lot of great promos and sports boosts um, on a nearly daily basis. A lot of fun ones to uh, to sprinkle some action, uh, even on those uh, those Thursday night games. 
World Series plays, etc. So again, promo code SSBT uh, for new customers and please enjoy. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Please call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks. All right, we did a lot of roadie talk. I want to flip the script over to Providence for a few minutes, just a few minutes. Um, a lot happened in the PC uh, community this offseason. Um, I guess two two kind of questions for you. One, did you ever think Ed Cooley was actually going to leave? And two, do you think the reaction from the fan base, most I'd say 95% negative and mad, was justified? Um, in terms of the leaving, you know, I, when he didn't take, and I don't know how the rumor was, he had, you know, that position at Michigan, most likely, I thought it would take a, a blue blood and never really leave. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys thought, I mean, I had that interview with John Fanta. Um, and I asked him that question. This was the like beginning the first month of last season. And I mean, he was, you know, he, Ed Cooley, <laughs> is not, you know, losing, leaving Providence. He's got, you know, he's got his, not just his family, he's got assets, financially, property. I mean, it was the most, and obviously John Fanta knows the Big East. He knows that right. Cooley, you know, it was adamant, right? Unless it was maybe a Kentucky or a Kansas. And even that, he says, I don't know. So I was shocked, absolutely shocked. Um, when the Georgetown rumors started, they got too much where, I mean, that's, I guess, you know, it started, I started to think like, okay, there, there, there must be something here. I think in terms of the reaction, the initial reaction, um, I think, I think I get it was, was warranted in the sense of the feeling of betrayal. I mean, again, he's someone who's from there and, and I don't think, and I'm sure down the road, he will say that as well. You know, he's not going to talk about it now, but I don't think he, he didn't leave in the best way. Like if you're going to look at, if you're going to put on a PR campaign of how you're going to leave, that's not how you do it. Um, some may argue there's no good way, but I, I get the, I get the fan reaction. My, my thing is now, you know, if the focus is still at Cooley, there, there's an issue. Cause you look at the team that Kim, he's kept those guys, right. He's kept them. and brought in um, as a couple of his own guys. Brought in a couple of his own guys. So they're in a position, right? I think they would, they, if it wasn't Kim English being the head coach, they would be ranked a lot higher. And that's not a knock on Kim. I love Kim. I'm saying, I just, I think you look at their roster and what they did last year. If Ed Cooley was the coach right now in preseason rankings, which don't matter much, I, they would be much higher. I think a lot of people are like, well, show me you can coach in the Big East. He's, he's yeah. a young coach, right? So I, I think if it, if it becomes a season just about, you know, Ah, screw Ed Cooley. And that's where I don't, I don't 
I get it. I get it from an emotional standpoint, yeah. fans, but but there's got to be a little bit of a twist, you know, a turn. Um, but I get it. I mean, it's. I, I think what I did, you know, because obviously I had a you know good relationship with Jeff Battle. I was doing interviews with him last year, and now, you know, I'm doing it with him at Georgetown. Um, you know, and, and you know, you got people retweeting the our interview with the, like picture of Osama bin Laden, his number one guy. Like, oh, look at these two. I mean, it's people. Are, <laughs> it's next hurt, level. Man. I I mean look, I I. I Piss, I piss Rhode Island and PC fans off too, though. So I'm I'm fine with that. I guess it means I'm doing something right. But um, I, I don't. I get the initial reaction. I think he left not the so best the best way, but also now it's like okay, he's moved on. Yeah, that's his. It's got to yeah. be about this, not I, not revenge of Cooley. I agree, and I feel like there was some sketchy stuff too in the process of. Our, was there an interview that he did or something where he made a statement and it was like in a hotel room. I feel like things were things surfaced about him having uh, interviews and things in motion before PC like played either the NCAA tournament or the Big East tournament. I think so it was I, yeah, it came, it came out right around the Big East tournament, right? And they were supposed they were, they got a good a good draw. They're about to go on a run, and this was all blowing up at the worst possible time. It's hard to get focused and get your team focused when all that crap is going on. I you know, that's I played, where I get it. That's where I get it. The, yeah, the, the yeah. anger. You know what I mean? The anger, because even the interview he did with, who was it um, on NBC 10, you know, it was like after Kentucky, I know it's in his contract probably to do one more, but it was so obvious the rumor it was about to happen. But I think because he just, he's a guy that wants to be liked and he was talking through it where even if people would have been like, how dare he cancel this or cancel that? It just, it was almost just like too much dialogue running around in a circle um, because obviously something was happening. <laughs> he was leaving. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, hear, I hear a lot of, uh, a lot of PC chatter at the golf course over here in, uh, in Warwick, you know, Ed Cooley was a member there. Now Kim English is a member there along with the AD. So a lot of PC blood running through that golf course. So you, you hear a lot of things, but it sounds like they, they're very happy with the hire and, uh, you know, Kim English swings a good stick. So maybe uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, this year. I'm not necessarily rooting for him, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I think he's in a good spot. They got a good team again this year. Obviously, I think the Big East is going to be really fun this year as well. Um, and before we let you go, Nathan, we ask every single guest that comes on here. You got to rank the states of New England. Okay. Yeah. Your favorite, your personal preference. Uh, so I'll, I'll, do we start from best or worst? Uh, you can start at six. Start at the worst. Okay. I'm gonna start with um. I'm gonna start with Connecticut. Beautiful. There Perfect. you go. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the most popular number one six. Of, one of one of our guys yeah. that's not here is a big Connecticut guy where he puts them at two ish. Uh, and it's it's egregious. So we're with you. <laughs> I, I I can't stand I can't stand Connecticut. Um, I'm then gonna go. Good pizza. That's better. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I guess. But then you know, <laughs> even they have one in Warwick now, so we're good. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe six. I think New Hampshire. Five. I mean, five New Hampshire. New Hampshire is just one of those. I don't, you know, what, you know, you yeah. walk around, what, Portsmouth, it's like, oh, it's a cute little town, but it just doesn't do much for me. Um, then I'm going to go with, going to go with um, Massachusetts, you know, um, 
No, nah, man, Massachusetts or Vermont. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say Vermont. I'm going to say Vermont. I think Vermont, I like Burlington's Grave is way too far. I mean, I lived in Montreal, so I did. It was actually a little easier the last couple of years. But Vermont, you know, they have too good of a reputation of just being this, like, you know, great place to live. Everything's perfect. You know, I think there's a little bit of entitlement up in Vermont. I'm not, I'm not about it. <laughs> okay, okay. I like, I, like, um, I like the angle. Yeah. So, but it, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, but I'm an ocean guy. And then I'm going to go Mass. Then I'm going to go Massachusetts. Um you know, outside of, outside of Boston, doesn't do it for me. Cape Cod, like, come on, give me Newport, Block Island over Cape Cod any day of the week. I agree. That's Rhode Island are talking right there. Is, yeah, it's a bunch of rich folk up in, I don't even know why I say folk. I've never said that, but in <laughs> Nantucket, that, you know, it's just like untouchable. But yeah, Cape Cod is, people rave about Cape Cod. I will, I, I've gone once. I will never, never go there if I don't have to. I'm with you. I'm kind of over Cape Cod. I've. My, my girlfriend has been there before and she like loved it. And I, I, I feel like that was a lame family vacation to be honest, growing up. I was like, Oh, okay. We're going to the Cape for a weekend. That's not that exciting, but. No, no, especially like, especially living in Rhode Island, there's just no need at all. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I'll go Maine. Um, yep. And then Rhode Island. Beautiful. Anything? Great list. Oh, no complaints for me. One more time for the people drop, uh, drop the Twitter that, uh, they can follow you at, or I'm sorry that. Yeah. Uh, no road, roadie vault, uh, kind of all things, kind of my main, main account, but all things Rhode Island, you know, URI, Bryant Brown PC. Uh, I also do a 10 vault. If you're into Atlantic 10 hoops, I got a big East vault. Uh, I got too many vaults. I don't know what I'm doing, why I'm doing <laughs> this, but, uh, Check it out. And then Instagram, I, uh, it's uh, Vault Hoops. There you You're go. On that. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Go Roadie and uh, go go Rhode Island Hoops in general. Let's have an elevated, yeah. those that rankings. I hope every team is in contention for the tournament. <laughs> no, definitely. And, you know, it is Go Roadie. You know, for me, you know, you know my origins. It's no, it's no, but, I, you know, I, I've transferred into and I, I do love college basketball. So I'll have love that it. hat on. But, you no, know, the, the fandom hat will definitely come on as well when I need to. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. You guys. Good talking and we'll we'll be in touch. We'll do this again sometime. All right. Sounds good.